This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 76. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's great to have you here for another episode of the podcast. And we've got a fantastic question today, so I'm just going to dive straight in. But before we do, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show and you know, if you need to get more practice in your target language, if one of your resolutions for 2016 is to speak more with native speakers in a comfortable, safe environment, then italki is really the best place to do that. They sponsor the show and you can get a free lesson with a native speaker by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, today's question comes from Andrew, who asks the following. Hi, Ollie. I've been listening to your podcasts. Thank you so much. It's very refreshing. I'm from the UK, but I left school at 15 years as studying didn't interest me. Big mistake. I've been doing development work with the rural port of Laos for the last five years, and a big challenge for me has been to know how to actually study. After listening to your podcast, I downloaded the I downloaded Hello Talk and have just started to use it. Very good. But what is the most productive way to go about doing a language exchange? Right. What a great question, because language exchanges are the one of the the cornerstones of language learning. Um, it's how I've got my start in most languages. And the reason I actually often prefer language exchanges to actually taking lessons is because it's often easier to find kind of real people who are just interested in chatting which for me is exactly what I want when I start to to learn a language. I often find that getting quote-unquote taught by a quote-unquote teacher is not actually what I need. I can get a lot of that stuff from a book, you know. But um, And and also that means that conversation, kind of casual conversation with a teacher can sometimes be kind of tricky because they feel the need to teach you and uh, and so on. Anyway, I won't go go off on a rant on that particular tangent. But language exchanges, uh, so they're great, but they can also be kind of tricky. Because there are lots of different people out there all wanting to do language exchanges for their own reason. Now, um, Andrew mentioned HelloTalk, which is a fantastic app where you can connect. They've got millions of people out there using the app and they've got a great kind of um, ecosystem for, for language exchange within the app. But within HelloTalk, you face exactly the same issues as you do with real life. Okay, so I'm going to address these comments to, um, language exchanges in any situation because I think they're always the same and I've developed a particular system for doing language exchanges these days which works out quite well for me so I thought I'd just walk you through step by step what I do how does that sound does that sound sound good cool hope so because because that's what I'm going to do so here goes so the first thing I do is to obviously look for a language exchange partner there are lots of places out there you can you can find them on italki uh, hello talk like you mentioned there's conversationexchange.com bunch of different places for finding language partners now for me the most important thing is to do as much of the work up front as you can all right and the I always, before I even get in touch with someone and and, uh, arrange to meet for a language exchange, I always ask the following question. I always say something like, hey, I'm learning uh, Cantonese or whatever, and uh, I'm interested in language exchange. How do you think we could best help each other? Now, what that does is that forces the other person to say, to kind of reveal their true colors. And often 
you know, if you get a response back saying, oh, we could just chat, I can help you, blah, 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 then you probably know that they're not uh, particularly experienced or, or um, you know, possibly not particularly serious either. Now, on the other hand, if you get a response back saying, well, what I think we should do is we should spend 30 minutes talking in English and 30 minutes talking in Cantonese and I can help you with this, that and the other, then you kind of very quickly get the impression that they know what they're doing, that they are kind of ser more serious about it perhaps. And so when... Uh, you know, if I'm looking for a, for a language partner in a popular language, like say Japanese, where there'll be a lot of people out there, I find that this is the the quickest way to kind of eliminate the people out there who aren't serious and come up with or f find someone who I think is going to be a good partner, someone who I'm going to be able to work with. Because the biggest danger with language exchange is that you end up wasting your time because the other person, oh, I mean, all, there can be all kinds of problems. Like they can insist on speaking English. That's the biggest problem, to be honest. Even if you say, like, I, I don't want to, I want to have a no English time, then they'll still switch back into English. They can also end up just correcting every single thing that you say, which is not really a good idea. Um, and so you can really waste a lot of time. And so by asking that one question, how can we best help each other? Then that means that straight away you can get good people to raise their hand and you've eliminated 80% of the people who, with whom a language exchange isn't going to work very well. Now, once you've found someone like that, then what I'll do is before I meet them again, like let's say I found someone that I think is quite cool. What I'll do is before I meet them, I'm going to email them. and I'm going to say, look, this is how I would like to run it. Or this is how I've had success in the past. Is this okay by you? And I say, look, we meet for two hours. We spend an hour speaking in English and an hour speaking in, say, Cantonese. And during that time, we stick to those languages. We don't mix the languages but i find that that's the best way to um to really to improve you know to really s struggle through speaking the language even if it's difficult you know I, I say all of this and i say you know you might get frustrated from time to time but it's important for me to do that and i say all of this stuff i kind of point out all the potential negatives and then if they write back after that and say yes i think that's a good idea i'd like that too you know you've got a good thing on your hands and then I'd be pretty confident then that when I meet that person, you know, you're going to be able to do some good work. All right. So that's the kind of preliminary work. And I always do this. I would, I would never just go and meet someone who says, Oh, let's do a language exchange because, you know, nine times out of 10, you'll be wasting your time. Now, when you actually sit down to do the language exchange, you've probably got to go through this all again. All right. Because, you know, it's just the way of the world. However hard, however many times you say, I don't want to use any English during this half hour or this hour you know the other person or or even you often will end up slipping into english uh sooner than you think all right so what's going to happen is you know you might find that you know, have the first session see how it goes and then what i might find myself doing at the end of the session is saying oh you know i mentioned before that it's a good idea to stay to stick with english i think next time i'd really like to try that you know just have half an hour it's only only the target language, only uh, Cantonese or whatever it may be, French. Just to kind of reinforce the point. And then, and then you know, so when it comes to the next session, then you can just try and, and get that point across to them. All right. Now, this brings us on to the next thing, which is correcting mistakes. Because one of the most common things to happen is that your partner will just think they're helping you out by correcting every little mistake that you make. I always tell them, 
again, and I'm, and I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're, you know, you're not an advanced speaker here, because if you were an advanced speaker, I might be giving different advice. But um, assuming you, you know, you're, you're still in the learning phase, you're maybe a kind of beginner, pre-intermediate, intermediate level. I would say to my language partner, you know, please don't correct my mistakes. I just want to talk. All right, and then I would, I would, I would explain. I'd say, and I'd explain all this in English, you know, to get it totally clear. I said, I know I'm going to make mistakes, but this is the only time in the week I get to practice speaking. So it's really important for me to speak and for you to help me speak. They should understand that. And then what you can also then say to them is, please make notes, make a note of anything, of any big mistake I make. All right. So if I make a mistake lots of times, please make a note of that. So then hopefully, you know, you can start to train your language partner to write down mistakes that you make. And then at the end of the session, you can go over them. All right. So you spend your, your time speaking only in the target language. And then at the end of the session, go over your mistakes so that you can really just learn the things that you really need to learn. Okay. If they're doing their job properly and they're writing down the most frequent mistakes, then just go over them specifically. All right. Now, that's the kind of technical part of it. It's easier said than done. Like I said, most people will just not, they won't do this and it will be difficult to get it up and running. But once, if you've got someone that is happy to work like this, they're worth their weight in gold. So, you know, hang on to them like your life depends on it, like your life depended on it. Now, in terms of actually how to run the language exchange itself, you know, I, you know, I always try to find a person that I like. I'm not going to, I'm simply not going to meet on a regular basis someone who I don't particularly like to spend time with or chat to, you know, even if it's in a language I don't speak very well. So what I often, you know, what I genuinely find is that I don't have to define topics or, you know, decide in advance what we're going to speak about. Because if I've done my job of finding someone who is, who knows what they're doing, is intelligent, who I like, we've got interests in common, then there should, the conversation should flow. You know, you shouldn't need to um, structure it more than that. Okay. One tip I would give is to make sure you take a genuine interest in the person, because often we find that we've, we, we kind of zone in on the language and we forget that actually it's a language exchange. We're having a conversation, which means you have to take an interest in the other person. So ask them questions, ask them things that you'd ask them in real life. And how was your weekend? What have you been up to? Uh, what are your, how's work? Ask them these things. Get them to talk. Make it as natural as possible because the more natural you can make it, the uh, you know the, the more interesting the conversation is going to be. Very, very often I see that people, as soon as they start a language exchange, they kind of sit down and they just fall into these set phrases that they've learned and you know, they just reel off these sort of standard phrase book things but no don't do that ask them questions take a genuine interest in the person and just talk all right (laughs) i'm trying to think of what else to say but that's really all all it is talk about interesting things with that person keep it up week after week month after month and you will learn you will improve all right now there is there is more there are different ways and you know tips and tricks you can use and a lot of this stuff is on the blog if you if you if you go to the I will teach you a language.com and you look in the categories in the side, you can search for kind of how to and uh, and uh, exercises and activities and things like that. Lots of the stuff you can do there. But this is the basics. Okay, the stuff that I've outlined. 
do it, search for people on online, send a few messages back and forth, asking them questions to sound them out. And then when you get to meet them, insist on sticking with English, uh, sorry, with the target language for, for your time. Tell them not to interrupt you with mistakes and ask them nicely to write down persistent errors. And then talk about interesting things by asking by taking an interest in them and asking questions this is kind of the 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 main stuff here okay if you just follow that and you get that working you're going to have lots of success you're going to find um you're going to find it to be a very beneficial experience all right so i hope that helps um i've done years and years of language exchanges and it's hit and miss but when you when you get it to work it can be a real game changer so i hope that's helpful andrew thank you so much for the question best of luck with your work in laos it sounds really really fascinating and if you would like to ask me a question then please get out your phone right now and head over to i will teach you a language.com forward slash ask whether you've got a, a samsung iphone tablet whatever you've got you can do it right there right now and you can ask me a question which i will feature on the show i'd also be very very grateful for a review of the show on itunes it helps keep me motivated to make these shows for you and you can leave me a star rating and review by going to i will teach you a language.com forward slash review now at the end of every episode i like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show and i'd like to point you today to a interesting site which is a, a very ugly site, actually. <laughs> you know, for, for years I've been using the same, the same conversation exchange sites. Um, conversationexchange.com has always worked out well for me. Um, italki can be good as well. I've met people through HelloTalk. But recently I came across mylanguageexchange.com. And what's cool about this, and it, it, that really doesn't seem it from the face of it when you actually get onto the, the site. But they've got an absolutely massive bank of of people on there. And the reason that it works, I think, from my experience, is that to you can search people for free, but in order to actually email someone, you've got to have a, a premium membership. But here's the thing. The premium membership costs like $4 or something, like £2.50, €3 Euros for a month. So it's, it's absolutely nothing. But what it does is it separates the people who are just time wasters from people who are actually serious. So what I did was I, I actually paid five bucks or whatever it was, and I, I, I signed up on this website, and I found a whole bunch of people who were very uh, serious, very responsive, very interesting. Um, and so if you've been looking for a language exchange partner and you haven't had much success so far, try out this site because um, they say they've got over 115 different languages, and I certainly found it to be a very good resource. Pay for the premium membership because you, know, you only need to find one person who you get on with who who works out well for you to have you know years and years of, of great language practice so it's well worth it mylanguageexchange.com i'll put that as well in the show notes which you can find at i will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 76 i hope that's helpful and i'll see you in the next episode of the podcast